Well, Ulysses, today we'll treat our listeners with a mailbag episode. Normally, we have mailbag episodes on Wednesday, but we're going to do a little double duty and have one today on a Tuesday and also tomorrow on a Wednesday. Well, we got so many things that people wanted to talk about. We, we got to hear them all. So it's crunch time, people. Let's, let's get to it. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. And we're the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And you can email us anytime, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. All right, let's get rolling here with this mailbag episode. Three questions or comments that we'll get to, and then we'll get to three more on tomorrow's episode as well. So let's dig deep into the mailbag and... We have Argenis for the first one, I believe. Yes, we do. And this is a, a voice memo. And, you know, people that have heard us say that you will get into the front of the line if you give us a voice memo. Yes, you will. Argenis is going to go first. And this is our first kind of uh, different spin on voice memos, Kevin. I've actually kept you in the dark mm. here. My boomer self made some editing on a template so that we have a little bit of a high-tech improvement on voice memo. So are you ready? I am more than ready. Well, if you're ready to and you're listening to this, we'll hop on on YouTube because then you can see my boomer uh, tech skills at work. Here we go. Hello, Kevin, Ulysses, and Lockdown Race audience. As you all know, Astros and Race played two three-game series this month. This is a matchup that I always enjoy watching. I really like both teams. I think they are fun, dynamic, and always competitive. The race season's been frustrating due to injuries that took away the best of the team. As for the Astros, their biggest issue's been bats waking up late in games and not scoring with runners in a scoring position. If the race can take advantage on that, things can get very ugly for the Astros. Record? I think each team wins two out of three at home. I hope the Rays win the division and that they play the Astros on the way to the World Series. Well, that's all. Thank you for the chance to speak up and know that I'm glad to say that Lockdown Rays is my first listen every day and it's my first choice to get all my Tampa Bay Rays analysis. See you guys. Race up. Well, there we go. Great. Uh... Great editing work and technological skills there and great voice memo from our Genis Rashad as well. Yeah, I mean, um, 60 seconds, uh, you know, so that's right on point. So he gets uh, 100% on the marks on the length. Uh, what do you think about his uh, – first of all, thank you for the uh, the recap there on, on what, to, what to expect on the Astros. Having some trouble with men in uh, scoring position, huh? And then that's waking up late. Uh, in yeah. games hmm well the the race do have a great bullpen so if it's the time against adam brooks Raley, uh and and pete fairbanks um seems like the race have themselves a good 
plan of a of a game, except if they don't Kluber, Patino, Bronx Stadium the situation. Right. And it may be a case of so the Rays going to Houston. That is the very last series of the season, of the regular season, I should say. And I would assume, I would assume that the Astros would have the division locked up by then. I mean, they're already 90 and 50, and the Mariners are 11 games back as of this recording. And I think, I mean, the Astros, they're as historic as they've been over the last several years. Their run to get to 90 wins and 140 games is even historic by their standards as well. But it might be a case of them maybe taking the gas pedal off a little bit. And not I don't want to say not having anything to play for, but really not really have anything to play for and just shoring up their team, making sure they're healthy for what they hope is a deep playoff run, respectively. But um, you also don't want to be a team that just um, – you, you, I mean, you're a pro athlete. You're never going to have the mentality of, oh, we can just, uh, you know, go easy and, and lollygag. That's when guys get hurt. But um, that might be a, a fortuitous situation for the Rays if the Astros already have their division locked up and they're just thinking about the playoffs at that point. Yeah, no, good, good point because that that doesn't mean that they're not going 100 percent trying to win the game but it could mean you know what maybe we do need to give a jose altuve a day off um maybe we do need to get Bregman yeah. a day off him um and, and and start some guys again expanded rosters might mean that you can have that readily available rookie that has just been called that, right or the Eletmus diaz that doesn't get particularly a lot of that bats now he can um come in and and, and see regular time for that for that series that I think that would obviously help the race if they're not seeing squad a, Uh, but like you said, you have to really manage that kind of carefully because yeah, you want guys rested and all that, but you also don't want guys to be, you know, riding pine so much that they, that they lose some timing. Uh, Yeah. And it's crazy what the Astros are doing right now. Do you know what their team ERA is? Take a guess. Wow, just because you said it that way, I'm going to go with something ridiculous. 320. Best ERA in all of baseball. As a team, it is 2.96. 2.96 as a team. Thank you, Framber really? Valdez. Thank you, Justin Verlander. Thank you, Jose Arquiti. Thank you, Luis Garcia. Thank you, Christian Javier. Um, yeah. yeah, they're a damn good ball club. And again, it gets to the point that late in the season, I would assume, again, Astros might have a hundred wins by that point that it's like oh, Framber's not, you don't have anything left to prove her prove Verlander doesn't have anything left to prove. So why, why risk trying to force those guys to throw six, seven strong, whatever it may be. And um, you know, it, it's interesting with the Astros, they lost Michael Brantley to season ending shoulder surgery, but they also added Trey Mancini and Christian Vasquez at the deadline. So they are, they wouldn't be a bad, bad pick to, uh, make it to the world series. I mean, if you're going chalk, I guess technically it would be Astros versus Dodgers for the world series. If you're doing that at this point, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens and what shakes out between uh, them visiting Tropicana field and the race going to minute made ballpark as well. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. You can find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including 
opening week games. Bet online is also your continued source for all your sport wagering info, including live betting, esports, and scores. So head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online. It is where the game starts. All right, this next question, uh, I think uh, a first-time emailer, mailbagger, if you will, Samuel Bonici, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. He says, what's up, boys? Long-time listener, first time in the mailbag, transferred from USF to UNC Charlotte last year. Despite being 600 miles from the TROP, I do get to as many Durham Bulls games as possible. I went to yesterday's game and sat above the tunnel to Durham's locker room. Three kids wearing Judge, Acuna Jr., and Rizzo jerseys were hovering around trying to get a ball signed. I asked who's, uh, who, who they were trying to reach out to, and in unison, they all replied, Wander Franco. That it was pretty cool that we have that player presence to the next generation of baseball fans and wanted to share it with you all. Side note, I'm finishing up a civil engineering degree here in Charlotte. Once Stu decides to open that checkbook and build a new stadium, I'll be on that design and development team. Mark my words. How about that? That would be nice. Return to Tampa. Wow, Sam. Well, thank you so much for writing to us, man. It always means a lot to us when we hear the the first timer. So thank you for that. Uh, That is such a cool experience, right? To see kids... um, wanting autographs and wanting to see a specific player and then that player is from back home you know from 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 tampa and you're so far away um up there in durham that that must be pretty cool and you're right uh, he is one of those guys we've 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 waxed poetic about wander uh especially during the off season and and when the call-up was happening and how he could be in the in the talks of the Tatises and the Acunas and the Vladimir Guerreros. And, uh, and he's right there. I mean, he just has to be healthy and that's unfortunate for the 2022 season, but the way that he's come out this, you know, this second time during the IL this season, seems like he is on time with his, um, with his, stance with his bat control with his plate discipline again yeah you're you're going to have days off like he got on monday that's just going to happen with the with broken handmade bone but hopefully when he's out there and he's producing th- that that'll get him to the next echelon for sure yeah it's funny um i mean when i was living in louisville that was the home of a triple a ball club the louisville bats the farm team for the cincinnati rads and uh, we we love the rehab assignments. We loved when the major league stars don't want to say got hurt, but they had to make their way through town at one point or another. So I'm sure that uh, the Durham Bulls and some other teams within the Rays farm system have gotten their fair share of you know watching some some stars and some guys that uh, you don't normally get the opportunity to. So uh, it's I guess a good it was a good year, a good time to be a, a fan or a watcher of the Durham Bulls. And I'll say this, uh, Sam, you got to, I, I assume, I mean, reading your email, you travel to quite a few Durham Bulls games, but there's a pretty good ballpark in your backyard, the the Charlotte Knights. I mean, that's a pretty amazing AAA stadium as well. There's a lot of really good AAA stadiums 
in fact. Um, so really take it all in and enjoy baseball uh, when and where you can. Um, it, what about that, that last also got part? Me, what's that? The last part, the civil engineering. By the way, yeah. the, the brain's on Sam. Very nice. Very nice. Correct. Um, dude, <laughs> if you come back, come back soon though. Because, uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, we need to start talking about those plans, Kevin. Because right, yeah. how long does it take for a whole community to have blueprints, permits, vision boards, and all of that for a stadium. And you're talking three years. I mean, in the least sense in 2027, yeah. my calendar says we're down, downing on 2022 pretty quickly. I mean, let's go. Well, they've been talking about a new stadium for 15 years now. And, uh, you know, dirt has yet to be unraveled from the ground to build said stadium. So uh, you're sort of on a time bomb right there or a uh, time clock, I should say. Uh, it is interesting what Sam said about uh, the fans flocking to Wander Franco. It got me thinking if Wander will ever have in his career one of the top 10 most purchased jerseys in baseball. Like, I wonder the last time that a Rays player, if ever a Rays player, has, had, has been in the top 10 of jersey sales. Maybe Longoria for a season in his heyday. It, it would I, I don't have the be, rankings in front of me, but it would have to be only Longoria, only yeah. Longoria, and I don't think he made it top ten. At his best, yeah. he was maybe top twenty. At his best, and that was like Possibly. maybe a year and a half. Um, but no, I don't think he made it top ten. Honestly, it would have been. That 2010, I mean, he was on the MLB 2K10 cover. Um, yeah. So, and, you know, he had those, um, the, the hat. Somebody stole my hat, you know, that, that whole shtick uh, of, of commercials. So he had, his, he had his limelight, his spotlight. So Wander Franco, could he, he do that? Yeah, I think so. I, I think he's gregarious enough. I think he's likable and, and, and has a big personality. Uh, I... I think he's he likes a microphone like Longo does. They they enjoy having the microphone and the lights yeah. near them. So Well, that helps good. for jersey sales. Exactly. Trout's not in the top 10 right now. Um, Is he not? As of as of this ranking that I see. And again, it's probably several months old, but I've got Betts, Tatis Jr., Acuña Jr., Baez, Kershaw, Bellinger, Judge, Seager, Otani, Arenado. This could be a year old, but you get the point there. Um, yeah. Huh. And I think obviously the key for Wander is you have to be on the field long enough for people to watch you yeah. and see highlights of you play. It playing 70, 80, 90 games isn't going to cut it. You have to be on the field 140 to 150 a game. Uh, uh, games a year and you have to start making and, and racking up some all-star appearances. Good news for him. He's only 21 years old. So that certainly helps from that perspective. Uh, all right, moving on to this last mailbag question that we'll get to today from Noah Perdomo. He says, hello, I just found your podcast a few weeks ago and I am loving it. Well, thank you. Uh, here's my mailbag question. Does Ryan Yarbrough fit into the Rays' 2023 plans with starters like Boz, Bradley, and Patino on the horizon. It is looking less and less likely. What are your thoughts? Thank you for the amazing podcast. 
Well, Noah, thank you so much for liking the podcast. But first of all, for finding the podcast. Uh, yeah. We still have people finding the podcast, and that's really, really cool. So if you're one of those people and you have a race fan friend, well, guess what? You should tell them, hey, you hey, you should listen to Locked on Race. But actually, instead of listening to it, watch it on YouTube and subscribe and hit that like button because it's for free. And it's really cool because it helps us. So that's nice. Yeah. Um, so, Noah, Yarbrough. Hmm. <laughs> We've had this conversation so many times and it never is a dull conversation because there are so many intricacies on what is Ryan Yarbrough's future with the team. Number one, the financials. He right. would he would he's going to get a a a bump in, in pay to around maybe 5.5. Is that fair enough from four? 5.5? Uh, Sure, let's go with that. Let's go with 5.5. Okay. Mm, Not a lot of players in the past have the Rays paid 5.5 without being a mainstay core kind of guy. Like, Mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's substantial money for the Rays. So what are your plans for Ryan Yarbrough if you're paying him $5.5 million? Is it provide us 100 40 innings or is it hey can you be our flex guy bulk guy give us innings when we need to 80 innings something like that that's rough to to pay 5.5 million dollars if you're the race and that's the way that you're going to utilize them so the financials make me think that that the rays are no not going to be interested in in ryan yarbrough's services However, when you look at the rotation for next year, okay, so who's staying? Rasmussen, McClanahan, Springs. Okay, that's their top three. Glass now, four. And then your fifth, who is it? Patino, Tash Bradley, Shane Boss, Ryan Yarbrough. I, I, I think there's a lot of question marks there for number five. Yeah, but your Ryan Yarbrough has never had an issue giving you innings. That is never a question mark. So maybe it is a smart idea to keep a guy who you can, you know, put a hundred innings on its on his name next to him and know that that's going to happen. At least, at least a hundred innings, and that's the thing is Shane Boz, rookie, untested question mark. Taj Bradley, rookie, untested. Big question mark. Patino, untested rookie question mark. We don't know if they're going to be. I, I I wouldn't even be talking about Todd Bradley as far as opening day 2023. I think they're going to bring Ryan Yarbrough back. Yes, the Rays traditionally, historically, have not been a team that would pay a guy like him third year of arbitration, five and a half million dollars. But this is a different Rays ball club. That we're talking about. We're talking about a ball club that's given Tyler Glass now a $25 million deal for, for one year. We're talking about a ball club that extends Manny Margot. We're talking about a ball club that gave Wander Franco at 21 years old, 20 years old, $180 plus million. Um, and you're theoretically going to have lots of money coming off the books with Choi theoretically being gone and Kiermeyer not returning and Kluber maybe not returning either. I think you almost have to pepper in a spot 
for Ryan Yarbrough, especially the way he's pitched the last couple of months here and there. I mean, the second half of the season, you couldn't ask for anything more from what he's been able to do. And uh, he's got options left. He's a veteran. He rarely ever, if at all, gets injured. And maybe it's a case of, okay, you bring it, you bring him back. Yeah, it sucks to bite the five and a half million dollar bullet, but maybe he weathers the storm. He he holds the fort through April, May, June, maybe through July. See how the young guys are situating themselves. See if they can stay healthy. See if they can handle the uh, more fascinating competition compared to AAA or, or whatever level they're at that they have staying power. And then you maybe trade them to a team that, that needs an innings eater. I think you almost, I mean, as of today, I would bring Ryan Yarbrough back. I see it. And that's, we're not even talking about the, the number of injuries that are going to happen, not just with these guys, but with the entire pitching staff as a whole. Well, and, and that's, I'm, I'm very happy you've, you've, you landed here because it's so funny to me it's when people are like, oh, man, my dream rotation. Glass now, McClanahan, Rasmussen, yeah. Springs. And, and it's like, okay, cue tweet. That's, that's so – like no team in the history of teams of any league has ever had yeah. a plan and then actually stuck with that plan because injuries happen. Like have we ha, – yeah. I think – mini rant here i hate those tweets i hate those like oh i'm you know it's so it's so filled with banality because how have you how are you a race fan in 2022 and not know that injuries are just going to derail plans derail not even like off it like you know into a ditch okay people are not going to get found kind of ditch okay these are the kind of injuries that happen year in and year out so no, I mean it's, it's very nice yeah. to say oh the five names, but you need twelve. You need yeah. You, um, what's his name? Chriswell that pitched on Monday evening. You need guys oh, like yeah. that. You you need guys like that that are going to put up though those performances and and maybe on one day, but you also need the Ryan Yarbros because Ryan Yarbro yeah. it is he is durable. We talked. Um, about Kluber right before the season um, started. I think we were still in the lockout. And we were talking like, oh, how many innings could he get? How many innings? I I don't remember if we were with somebody on the show. I don't believe it was just us two. Um, But we were thinking like, oh, well, what what would happen in a room in the front office um, if we – if we were talking about Kluber and like, Oh, I think a hundred, 110, 190. And if we put that scenario in the front office and they're talking about Ryan Yarbrough and how many innings he's going to provide, why would anybody say less than 110? Yeah, I wouldn't. Well, I would put money on 110 over. That's the thing. And you made a really good point about, Oh man, a dream. If we get these five guys to get all on the same page. I mean, if you're, you're entering a season just talking about five guys, five starters. You'll heap of trouble. You better be entries and talking about, hey, we can trust these 10 names to give us mm-hmm. a spot or a spot start or multiple starts. And a little bit of an analogy here, uh, football analogy. I know that's uh, that's right up your wheelhouse, Ulysses. 
every every NFL team or many NFL teams, they need that backup quarterback. They need that Josh McCown. They need that Ryan Fitzpatrick. They need that Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, it's not the flashiest thing in the world, but when crap hits the fan, when your plan goes awry, you need somebody who can at least hold fort and hold the ship and get you through a rough patch. And I feel like Ryan Yarbrough is that guy. Not to mention, yeah, it's it's fun and dazzling to talk about the guy, the young guys who throw so hard and they got crazy breaking stuff. But there's also something to be said for being a, a different type of arm from the left side. You throw Ryan Yarbrough one day, the next day you throw that power righty or that power lefty and Shane McClanahan. Sometimes teams don't know how to adjust or what to do with themselves when they go from a Yarbrough to a McClanahan. And the flexibility too. Like we talk about like, oh, isn't it awesome that Taylor Walt is such a great glove at shortstop, but now we can possibly move him to third and he can flash some glove there or second base. Like, wouldn't that be great? Zobrist, oh, oh man, what a great guy to move around. Well, you know what? Also, you could move around a pitcher. This guy could give you three innings out of the bullpen and shut down the Yankees lineup or provide you five and shut them down. Or he could be a a two-inning guy if you need him behind an opener like the or just an actual starter if, if right. it's the right opposing team i mean the flexibility that ryan yarbrough gives you is huge no, there are not a lot of i don't think you can ask that to other guys just willy-nilly like hey can you give me five innings out of the bullpen yeah we saw shane mcclanahan did not do well out of the bullpen he didn't mm-hmm. in the playoffs yeah. so and I'm not comparing, oh, that doesn't mean Ron Yarbrough is better than Shane McClanahan, people. Like, let's let's slow the roll. But but like there, there is something guys, some guys can do and some others can't. And yeah. Ron Yarbrough most definitely can be asked, hey, I need you uh from the bullpen. Hey, I need you to start. And he'll do those things yeah. and give you a valiant effort. I think I I don't see how they do not bring him back unless unless they have ulterior motives with moving other pieces and then right. getting back some arms. But right now I, I don't see how he does not become the rich, how rich Hill was the transition into Drew Rasmussen last year, mm-hmm. just holding the spot. Like you're saying, I don't see how Ryan Yarbrough can hold that spot for a Tash Bradley in August of 2023, for example. Yeah, no, that's a good point. So, it, again, if he continues to pitch like he has over these last several outings, really since July, and he finds himself onto a playoff roster, and he does well there, you know, maybe he might have uh, he might have shown enough to to handle things there. So, uh, that's it's always a fun question to see uh, how that goes. Uh, thank you for making the Locked On Race podcast your first listen every day. Now make your second listen the Locked On MLB podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you on Wednesday with another mailbag.